0: Captain's log, Commander Riker has returned from getting jiggy with it on Rise. <laughs> yeah. He has
1: a strange smell Man. and a cocky swagger.
2: We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blow. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. code. Some of this shit stay, some of it's gold. With the VIPs of SBTV Austin G and Dr. DB With our and c money Weird TV is their specialty It might be all four or just one, two, or three Cause they're old and kinda busy So go get ready and take a peek So set your faces to download The rarity that we have bestowed Special moments no one would have shown your body holds cause you're gonna get told. Grab
0: yourself a drink and let In a very special episode so... Hello and welcome to a very special episode The podcast which boldly goes where no one has gone before Except for the millions of people who watch Star Trek mm-hmm. I am your captain, Austin Gorton and joining me on this voyage is commander
3: <laughs>
0: commander <laughs>
3: oh sorry i was playing this really intense game and <laughs> uh david it's an offer. you got to try it out though austin austin you know it. no you don't understand this game is out of control you need to try it
0: and uh, with us on the bridge is also Starfleet Academy <laughs> cadet.
1: Uh, Carolyn Maine, and I'm, I'm just happy to be here out of school, talk some French, and eat some chocolate.
0: Uh, this week, we are reviewing Star Trek The Next Generation Season 5, Episode 6, <laughs> The Game, in which Commander Riker returns from a vacation with a rudimentary version of Fortnite that causes everyone who plays it to have orgasms, leaving the fate of the Enterprise in the hands of a returning Wesley Crusher and a young Ashley Judd, who are both too nerdy, even for video games.
3: In what way is it a rudimentary version of Fortnite,
0: Austin? It's a video game, <laughs> and it has very poor <laughs> graphics. <laughs> and everyone's obsessed with it and playing it to the detriment of their... Uh, you their bite existence.
1: your tongue but, about the graphics right? of Cone and Hole. Cutting edge.
0: Uh, so, Carolyn, what is yeah. your... Oh, I guess I should say, before before we dive into our relationships with the show, uh, this episode in particular... I selected, thanks to a uh, listener suggestion uh, from Kevin, uh, one of our longtime Saved by the Bell reviewed and now AVSE listeners uh, on Twitter. He is, uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, he is at Union I Cola. I, that's probably something in a different arrangement of words that uh, that I'm getting wrong, but uh, that's phonetically it's union icola all one word uh he. He was uh, on Twitter, we were chatting, and he rec- asked about doing a Next Gen episode and suggested this one, and I've uh, I've wanted to break the Star Trek seal on our show for a while, but it's kind of like The Simpsons, where you just never know, like, there's so many different ones to choose from, I don't know which one should be the one we do first, so I made somebody else make that decision. <laughs> uh,
1: it's funny, I have been thinking about Trek lately, and I don't remember why, <laughs> uh, to answer your question, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with Generations. This is my Star Trek. Then I would say second most, like, not that it's the best Trek. I can't even weigh in on that debate because you know I love Scott Bakula, but I'm still <laughs> yeah. not going to watch whatever that is. <laughs> 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 I can't wait to break the seal on some Quantum Leap. Oh yes. yeah. But anyways, uh, Star Trek Generations was the one that would syndicate throughout some summers when I was like, you know eight or nine it'd be on at like 5 p.m watch it with my sisters it was great i super used to have a crush on wesley too oh, yeah. it was age appropriate <laughs> and now i'm like okay with not having a huge crush on him <laughs> so yeah really grown up with trek and uh we'll get into riker who might be the most crush worthy
0: oh. We'll oh yeah I-, I like me some riker
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you like me some Riker?
0: yeah um, I, I particularly enjoy the way he straddles chairs and swings his mm. legs around. In, uh,
1: yeah, you could the, straddle my chair anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, David, what is your relationship with Star Trek The Next Generation specifically in Star Trek on the whole?
3: Yeah, I love me some next gen. I love Star Trek The Next Generation. It's, uh, it's like Carolyn. It's the one I grew up with. It's the... Uh, it's my favorite, but doesn't necessarily make it the best. I get that, and I know a lot of people would say Deep Space Nine, but we'll get into that. <laughs> and I haven't watched enough won't. to actually or debate we won't it. Ever. <laughs>
1: Sorry, nerds. We're all next gen nerds. Uh,
3: not all of us, but we'll get to that. Uh... Oh, um. Uh. So my dad loved the original Star Trek, yeah, so much so that like. We used to watch it when it was in syndication. And I'm fairly sure this was before Next Gen came on the air. And like within like two minutes of the first scene, he already knew the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's not like when you see him, you don't think of him as the Trekkie type really. But he's super is into it but he doesn't go to like conventions or anything like that or does dress up he just loved the show and so when this show came out that he was like all over like let's watch this and then i'm like all right so i would watch it with my dad and we both enjoyed it and then you know it'd be in syndication sometimes i'd miss first run and near the end of the series i didn't keep up with it as much so i think there's some at the tail end i might not have seen or don't remember very well but overall i really like the series and i think it's a on the whole, quality, but individual episodes can certainly suffer, and this might not be one of the best episodes as we talk
0: about it. But, <laughs> but it's certainly <laughs> not one of mind, the worst I mean, episodes not... <laughs> either. It's—I uh, think it's squarely in the middle there, probably.
3: I think it's on the lower middle though. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'd have to
0: look more closely yeah. at the full range of episodes to determine just how. uh yeah. But yeah. How it ranks against the other ones. Uh so yes, I I am a I'm a big Star Trek guy. Uh, certainly I'm not as big a Star Trek guy as I am a Star Wars guy, but I am uh still a pretty big Star Trek fan. Uh I like you guys, Next Gen is is my Star Trek that I grew up watching. Um actually oh David, do you remember our seventh grade band teacher, Mrs. Akryshek? Yes. She is responsible for introducing <laughs> me know. to Star Trek.
3: I know this story.
0: Uh, because she, wh- what the hell, was like, we used to have in what? middle school, you'd have, like, lunch, and then what they called two activity periods, which I think yes. was because our school was too big that for everyone to eat lunch at once. And yeah. so they basically split the student body into thirds. And so while the other two thirds were eating their lunch and you were already done eating lunch, you had this, like, Activity period And we usually ended up just playing card games But I forget, somehow we ended up In the band room Watching Star Trek episodes Curated by Miss Zekryshek
3: Yeah, she was a big Star Trek fan Though, right?
0: Nerds! And that was was what got me hooked on the show Was watching uh, the second part of Descent Which is when Data goes bad And joins his evil brother Who's taking control of the Borg and what hooked me on the show was the fact that everybody on like all of the main characters were down on this planet to the point where Dr. Crusher was the most senior officer left on the ship and was basically the acting captain on the bridge. And the fact that the writers of this show had figured out like in descending order, everyone's ranked to the point where even the doctor is now in charge because there's no one high enough left was like that bit of world building completely enraptured me. Even though looking back now, they probably were just making that up as they went along anyway. <laughs> but to seventh grade me, I was like, oh, they wrote all that down and figured it out. It's
1: amazing. You're like,
3: who's the most recognizable character that's left there in charge?
1: They have little different colored uniforms. This must mean a lot every time for yeah. sure.
0: so then I watched that's yeah. what got me watching it in like syndication and stuff. But yes, I am one of those Trek fans. I love Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek. Uh, it's
1: oh, uh, probably
0: my one of my top five favorite shows of all time. um yeah, I love I love ds nine but next gen is great. next gen is a is a fantastic show. It holds up really well. In part because it's so episodic, and you can just not watch the really shitty episodes and just watch the the fun ones, and you're you're good. Austin, what
1: about the OG? What about sexy Shatner? I'm not
0: Damn. a big OG. I haven't seen a lot of the OG guys. Once upon a time, yeah. um, my wife has not seen any of the original ones, <laughs> and we had we'd had thrown around the idea of her and I doing a like she and I watch original Star Trek episode by episode yeah. for the first time kind of podcast. And we might do that someday, but we have yet.
1: Bring her on and do it on this. We have yet to, we
0: have yet to find the time to put that together, but I've seen all like the yeah. OG movies with, you know, Kirk and Shatner right. and the fucking whales. These and... are
1: terrible. <laughs>
0: two and two and six are pretty good. The rest of them are pretty, pretty crappy. Everyone loves four and I can't stand it. But, uh, that's not...
1: You gotta watch Shatner fight a Agoran. Oh, with I've seen Rock Shatner fight and...
0: Agorn with her. I, like, I've okay. seen a lot of the greatest hits of the OG.
1: Have you seen the Star Trek alien? This is a dog in a furry suit?
0: I don't think so. Though I remember oh, the Futurama that episode great. that made fun of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, that one is great. Did you see Uh, Clint Howard as the baby alien? On I, the have, yeah, I have
0: not yeah. seen I've seen stills of it, but I've not seen that episode.
1: You haven't quite lived, Dawson. You haven't quite lived.
0: But uh, yeah, so I, I, OG is pretty spotty. I've seen all of Next Gen, all of DS9, the good half of like most of the decent episodes of Voyager and a few of the really bad ones, uh, and almost all of Enterprise. I have not seen any <laughs> of Star Trek Discovery because fuck CBS and their all-access nonsense.
1: Yeah, they just screwed it up so it's not yeah. even on TV. You have to get a streaming service pretty much unique to that Star Trek.
0: Right, show. like I'm not gonna pay and the big bang Theory, a month or just to watch Star Trek and a bunch of old. And big the Big shows. Bang
3: Theory. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's finally stopping. It, yeah, like like I need to pay <laughs> CBS to
0: see that it's literally on a channel of TV at all times. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, that that is uh that is Star Trek. So let's dive in. Let's dive into this episode. Just as uh, a bathrobe-clad Riker is diving into bed with a hussy on the vacation planet, of
1: Risa. oh man, what isn't he gonna bring back from Risa? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it makes yeah, you wonder if they're they uh, transporters had better have, like, STD screenings on them to <laughs> filter all that out when Riker comes back from his vacation. Yeah,
3: that video game won't be the only thing he's transmitting around.
1: Horny for me and <laughs> Star Trek Generations. Like, are they usually this horny? No, that's what's so weird about this episode. Well,
3: Riker... <laughs> in my mind, Riker is what everybody <laughs> believes Kirk was, even though Kirk was never really... A, well, I... I
1: kirk was slamming ass all over the there's
3: an article i've actually read that goes over kirk and like the relationships (laughs) he's had and how minimal they've been and yeah and how it's just kind of like a collective delirium that we all assume him to be some sort of lothario that like flies by the seat of his pants going through you know galley or planet to planet pounding ass and not only did he not really do that and not, he wasn't much of a womanizer, but he also wasn't very, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, he was much more disciplined than people believe him to be. Like, he was a rule follower and he'd only break the rules when it, he felt it was necessary and after weighing all the options. The Kobe yeah. Well, it was basically like he's supposed to be the ego as, uh, Spock is the super ego and, uh, mccoy is the id so right, people right. seem to think kirk is just like a pure id kind of person and he just from this article i read that was pretty convincing and you, you could re-watch it to really find out that just wasn't as much I, the case yes
1: because i definitely have that collective uh, yeah. amnesia where i just see him slamming ass galaxy to galaxy.
0: david what you're saying is is that uh lothario kirk is in the same realm as beam me up scott yeah exactly Something that exists in our zeitgeist mm-hmm. of Star Trek but isn't actually in the text. Like itself.
3: everyone remembers him making out with a green alien, even though he never did that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and it was Commander Pike who did I'll that. I can yeah. see them uh, doing
0: it? You're shattering some of Carol's sex <laughs> fans. <fantasies.
1: laughs> Foundational understandings of sex. Although, <laughs> the goes his, his shirt would get ripped off. They pass over each other several times. <laughs>
3: You could look at, a, I think it's called Kirk Drift, and you'll probably find the article. <laughs> I'm um, just
1: going to look there. up some of that Spock and Kirk slash fiction and, and those beautiful paintings of them like holding <laughs> each other moistly. I,
3: I should note that the article I read was wit- written by a woman, which to me lends it a little more credulity sure. about how he treats women than if it was just some man who's like, ah, he just slaps a little ass. What's the big deal? <laughs>
0: I should note that uh, uh, I was glad that I got the two of you on this episode <laughs> because you're both our, our resident uh, weird sex stuff and video game ep- experts, you know, and that's pretty much what this episode's sorry, all Ryan, about.
1: Go come back on a burger episode. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. I was going to say, I mean, if, if uh, Ryan has his own strengths, but when it comes to weird sex stuff and video games, that's. You guys. <laughs> so, speaking of weird sex video games, this uh, gal that. Riker is fooling around with in his uh, hotel room, introduces him to a video game that seemingly gives him an orgasm <laughs> when he uses his mind to throw a CG frisbee into yeah. a CG
1: cone, cone and hole. Uh, well, cone and hole. So,
3: <laughs> so obviously, this game is about the physical effects because it looks about like the lamest game ever, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like I wrote down, I looked up that this episode aired in 1991, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure my SEN, SNES uh, had better graphics yeah, than what they put did. on it's better screen. Better yeah, gameplay, no right? Like, it
1: doesn't have a great mechanic, but it does have really 1992 3D <laughs> computer effects. So yeah, uh, look it up. And, of and
3: of it me. gives you mini orgasms, so that that also <laughs> helps, right? But we should note that. Carolyn was recently on a podcast about bad video games, and now she's reviewing an episode about bad video about a bad video game. Yeah,
1: it was so fun, and I talked about a video game that I liked <laughs> because it's not a bad video game. Rock and cats rocks, and there are cats. So,
0: <laughs> what uh, what show and and episode was that, called... Carolyn? We could plug for them.
1: Abject. <laughs> you it's remember. called abject suffering
3: <laughs> by the Duckfeed people, Gary Butterfield and Cole Ross.
1: Yeah, friend of the show, Gary Butterfield. It's called abject tragedy. No, what is it? Abject suffering, suffering. Abject suffering. Look up Rocking Cats on abject <laughs> Which suffering. Which I know. It's Really fun
3: because I listen. I listen to basically every episode of Yay.
1: that. How the crossover and so do? You see, I should
3: note. Know- <laughs> I was. Getting excited about the prospect of hearing my name uttered on said <laughs> podcast. And guess what it? did not happen?
1: Did you make
0: Rocking Pass, despite... Steven?
3: <laughs>
0: you didn't You were like, oh, Carolyn's gonna be on this episode. She might say my yeah, name. I might hear it. And
3: she didn't. And she had three different times she could have mentioned my name and neither. Uh oh. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> I know I, I get a little jealous sometimes because Ryan and Carol get invited to yeah, be on all these okay, different podcasts, and David and I just sit over here twiddling our they, thumbs. They
3: asked her about the podcast, a very special episode, and she mentioned Ryan Alexander Tanner. Yet two I people remain. Uh oh. I mean
2: you've
0: you've been on the uh, Groundhogs Day Minute podcast like one. eight yeah. times now, and I keep telling those guys like sign all me up, I'll do heard. it. Yeah, that was the
1: credit. I did I mention all four of you on the last Groundhog. Day. Oh, well, sorry,
3: David. Good. I'll uh, make well, sure that was to, nice of like,
1: you, you, really out of the blue on the next podcast I watch. <laughs> yeah, just you just know who podcasts? really no, likes David Bitsenhofer is David Bitsenhofer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, because then the, then you also talked about the time that you may or may not have had to send a possibly illegal substance that's through the mail. Right.
1: Well, I curried a package and it was to, to me. Use the to Belding. <laughs>
3: And you could have said you sent it to me, but you You want to be incriminated on t-
1: what's the worst crime you've ever done? <laughs> That's true. Question.
0: That's true. She was she was sparing you uh, uh, criminal uh, follow up uh, there uh, on that one, David.
3: And there was also talking about cats and their destructive powers, and yet never uh, my glass table being shattered on an on a <laughs> podcast didn't come up either. Now
1: that I do regret <laughs> missing because that was one of the best moments we've had on the series. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like second only to the time that uh that tree crushed sisters.
1: all
3: right yeah i'm sure my bitching about mean, my name not being uttered is fascinating but we should probably move on yeah this is
0: a riveting podcast though <laughs> so uh after after the uh the rousing opening oh, wait, credits
1: wait, can we talk uh, about Riker? the lady that riker's with okay so when they're like canoodling all hornily in the romantic space i thought maybe it was like a hologram that he made, but no, she's a real lady. And I really was interested in her alien markings, because from a medium shot, it looked like she had boobs on her head. But then when you go close, those two fleshy lumps look like butt cheeks, and like a butthole or labia or a taint is going on all the way from her nose to her forehead. (laughs) What did you guys think of that? Well, Star Trek is
3: really big on putting butts on (laughs) foreheads in various forms, and so... So it didn't uh, surprise me. I'll put it that way. But did
1: you we... think that? It, did you think it looked as uh, rebald as I did, or is that just me with my horned up, shat in her eyes?
0: Oh it, no, I totally no, I totally was like, oh, she's got butts on her forehead. <laughs>
1: well, well,
3: maybe that's her sex organ. Do you think that's where uh, Riker had to penetrate her? Well, he didn't or have like right to, but he did forehead? it
1: because mm. he's that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> he did It's an extra, that, but... and he did so. I mean, it is, it,
0: it, uh, by the end of the episode, it kind of, uh, the, the effect gets dulled on you a bit, but like right at the beginning here when she puts this, this game on his face and he's like dropping discs in the cones and making yes. like orgasm yeah. sounds, I was just like, holy shit, this is like Star Trek, the next generation. There's Riker being Ooh. all like,
1: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it's a really close shot. Like we are so intimate with Riker after his fuck weekend on Riser.
0: I, know. I mean it's like I love Next Gen but it might possibly be the unsexiest show ever yeah. created except for this episode where everyone's like wandering whoa, whoa, the halls whoa, whoa. making orgasms. Whoa, 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 whoa.
3: don't don't confuse that with being sexy, Austin. <laughs> 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 this episode was deeply unsexy It's such a terrible
1: Touché. office Touché. environment Touché. And you know when you go to your yeah, work You try to like keep it all contained, hey, All your freak stuff so,
0: like, I mean none of them even wear pants They wear like one body piece suits. body suits
1: And you don't want to see your co-workers Muttering orgasms in the hallway While playing Pokemon Go yeah.
0: You should come to my office Carolyn <laughs>
1: Yeah where David works <laughs> exactly.
3: They're just mini-orgasms, Austin.
0: Okay, so after uh, after Riker has his first video game orgasm of the episode, we get uh, the opening credits.
3: Mm. And so every... Until Scott Bakula comes along, We're all right? just waiting like, for that,
1: constantly, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: what? Every Star Trek would open with just an instrumental and then a picture of the ship the enterprise or whatever they were on
0: yeah yep. yep
3: and well a i noticed well from original from the original series to next gen they changed the opening uh, monologue to say yeah. well first continuing mission which is just because they don't want to limit themselves but then they also said uh they went no one has gone before instead of no man I... And right i just feel like if that happened i did nerds get upset back then? Because you know they would be <laughs> just up yeah. in arms now if that that kind of thing right. happened.
0: Like, if they didn't change it then and changed it now, we'd be like, fucking social justice yeah, warriors in exactly. there. <laughs> no, man, is it good enough anymore? Get those women out of my Star Trek. I don't want social justice in my show about social justice warriors in space. <laughs>
3: I think that's exactly what they would have said, actually.
0: <laughs> no, you're right, absolutely, and I think the only reason that it didn't happen in '87 was because there was right. no internet or ba- a bare internet for them to what gnash you their. Do TV? Yeah. watch it on
1: VHS and then get a bunch of people to also watch it on VHS at a library. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's something to be said for I don't even know, like there was all there was no internet for them to get mad on but there was also no internet to underline that point and make them aware or of just, it and i don't mean like you know there was no like you know hashtag star trek next generation the new star trek show opening credits are going to be changed in this way click here to find out yeah. and then you click on it and they tell you about how they're going to change this one word from right. no man to no one like i don't even know how many people who may have been pissed off about that change even noticed it until it got yeah. pointed yeah. out. Yeah, men even along get
1: the way. mad before somebody told them to get mad. Maybe they just be like by themselves, mm. like oh, it should still be about dudes. But that's it.
0: I mean, let's be clear: <laughs> men will always get mad whether someone's there to make them mad or not. But they just maybe they just got mad and then moved on because they had no outlet to.
1: They had no outlet to plug that. in their VCR. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, don't, I could be wrong. I mean, there was certainly like you know fan press and and things like yeah. that back Trek then. Maybe there was maybe there was a lot and of like
1: COG yeah, and all the actors wanted oh yeah money. It started like the thing where you make the nerds pay you directly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. So I don't. know. Maybe there was some teeth gnashing and hand wringing about that change <laughs> yeah, back in eighty seven. I, mean. I certainly remember. I certainly remember all the nerds pitching a fit when uh, Scott Bakula came along and we got Faith of the Heart instead of an instrumental song.
3: But I agree with that. Pitching a fit. Faith
0: of the Heart is a fantastic song, David. But it should be at the start of, an
3: Enterprise, of a Star Trek right. show. And it's not it that is, fantastic. Uh,
0: it's really not that <laughs> fantastic, and it's quite jarring. But, uh, mm. it's got, it got a lot better in the second season when they're like, nerds, we heard you. We understand. We're going to make this better. We're gonna kick up the tempo a notch and add a little symbol. <laughs> That's, what, That's what you want, right? And there's a little, this little cruising. <laughs> you're like, you're like, this will make everyone happy. This is exactly what they wanted. Fucking morons. <laughs> that would be the Paramount people who didn't realize that that was a change that wasn't gonna please anybody.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then.
0: Anything else on the
3: opening well, credits? I like to show the ship zipping around space, you know, going to... Mm-hmm. So that's, like, always, like, you know, in the original series, you just see it moving everywhere and all this action. And then you get to Deep Space Nine, and it's just Deep Space Nine sitting in space.
0: They zoom in on Deep Space Nine, <laughs> and then they have all kinds of ships coming to Deep Space <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nine. Yeah, yeah, the action. It's There's, like, like a-, a dozen ships flying around. The Defiant shows up after oh, Season don't 4. How the ship
3: move no more? Because it's not a ship, because it's just a space just station. It's a space Because station. what we no want... go anywhere, man. We want a story about the person in the lighthouse keeping the rocks <laughs> lit up instead of the people sailing fighting the Kraken.
0: It's a frontier town, David. <laughs> instead of riding off in their covered wagon to some new adventure with new characters and no one that sticks around, it's a frontier town where you actually get to know people and have ongoing developing storylines and character Boy. development. <laughs> <laughs> which is also exactly what voyager should have been since everyone was by definition stuck on the same ship yeah. and yet they completely <laughs> dropped the
3: ball no that. i mean i'm picking on deep space 9 but that was like I one know, of the reasons I, I didn't initially like get excited or try to seek it out was just i was like eh, it's a ship it's not going anywhere why do i want to see something not go places
0: yeah i mean certainly i didn't watch deep space 9 until like after i'd seen all of next gen and like a bunch of the movies and a friend of mine who's like a huge star trek fan way more than i am um he he convinced me to watch deep space nine so i mean, I watched most of it on dvd in like the early 2000s and And, whatnot and
3: it also suggests that i didn't just watch it when it was on (laughs) as a kid anyways yeah Yeah.
0: So, uh, coming back from the opening Mm. credits, uh, Riker is back on the Enterprise following his vacation, and he is immediately put in charge of. Juggling the various science teams that have come on board the Enterprise to explore a cluster of stars that they are uh, cruising towards. And we also find out that our old friend Wesley Crusher is coming back for us. Hey,
1: how long had he been gone by this point in the series? A couple episodes or longer?
0: Oh. No, a little bit, like bit have longer a bad than that.
1: And they locked him in a studio for a
0: year? Well, he was never a recurring character yeah. again. Uh, one like yeah. once he left, he was gone for he was never recurring, but he came back. A couple, I think three. There's this episode. Just felt like once a season on,
3: almost, and maybe yeah. A
0: he left in the ninth episode of season four, so about a year before this episode. So he'd been he'd been gone about a year's worth of of episodes at this point.
3: For whatever reason. Riker's return from his fuck vacation, fuck making it to the captain's log, made me was humorous <laughs> to me. Like. <laughs> He's
0: like, "Captain's log, Commander Riker has returned from getting jiggy with it on Rye." Yeah. He has a strange smell um. and a
1: cocky swagger.
0: <laughs> I made sure Chief O'Brien turned off
1: the STD. <laughs> I like to die. imagine when they teleport them and that pretty glitter blue energy, like they could just teleport the crabs off him.
0: <laughs> exactly, they're just like sent, sent a
3: drifted It's like a space. filter that
1: is all the STDs from all the galaxy they collect.
3: Well, they do talk about you. there's one episode that involves them using the transporter to get rid of a disease. Is it an STD
1: from one yeah. of Riker's vacations?
3: I mean, you can only assume. Probably most of their
1: STDs on that
0: ship. <laughs> But yeah, I never, I don't remember hearing, like, I'm not sure why Will Wheaton was written out. I think he
3: wanted to um, leave, I thought. That may be. Yeah, I think he thought he was, like, too good for it or <laughs> something. Like, I think he, he wrote a blog where he started reviewing, like, his episodes again, and he's kind of harsh on himself, and...
0: Oh, yeah, it's. A, I've read most of it. It's a lot and of
3: And I thought he was talked about how he regretted, like, leaving or just not taking it as seriously yeah. as he should have and all that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Will I mean certainly Will Wheaton has, um, uh, he's matured. Ma- well, yeah, he's certainly oh, matured. Uh, no. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he he is old. He is older now. Yes, but uh, you know, he kind of he's become a pop culture character almost as yeah. much as.
1: He as is Wesley the is. And I mean, you know. Yeah. He's kind of mm-hmm. like a local yeah. nerd actor who still gets to like stuff. And...
3: Yeah. But I, and he's, I think know, he's he has, on the he right side of history yeah. too, right? Specific, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, he shows he shows up on those, you know, a lot of different, like after party shows and things like that. and It's yeah. pretty prevalent on Twitter and whatnot. And I know there's, you know, people still think they're funny and like to, you know, <laughs> shut up Wesley and all that. And he's, He's talked about how that's understandably annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to grow the fuck up and whatnot. It's it's an interesting, his his life and his relationship mm-hmm. with Wesley Crusher has kind of gone through a an interesting arc yeah. uh, that, that goes along so kind of with fandom and the internet and all that. Anyway, uh, so next scene, Riker checks in with uh, Jordy and a young Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordy and Riker spit some techno babble at each other, and then Riker's like, "Hey, Jordy, when I was on Risa, I uh, well, wait, I tried."
3: When he was talking to the young Ashley Judd, did you get some fuck vibes between those two?
0: Well, yeah, I get that anytime Riker talks to a woman, Period. <laughs> and and some men, frankly, and I'm like, how old is she?
3: How old
1: is she? Can we say she's eighteen? Yeah. And that Wesley's eighteen, so that ooh, if they kiss, it'll be okay. I, I pegged peg
0: Wesley is more like six. Sick... <laughs> 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 <there that> <laughs> um, I
1: did, uh, I did
0: get, I did get transporter screened afterwards though, so it's okay. Um, no, I was thinking, I think Wesley's maybe like 16-ish at this point because he's still like in school. But does no, it
1: start with um, like a college or is it a high school? Yes, yeah, think, it's like
0: it's a like high school a and a college. Year. I
3: think. A, d- well. According to our crack research staff, Ashley Judd was born in 1968, so she was probably like 20 at the
0: time. Well, I don't know. What's 91 minus 68? No. <laughs> Computer, what's 91 minus 68? Uh, 23, right? 23.
1: Yeah, 16 <laughs> year old
0: well,
3: but... Let's see what we know.
0: But she, the the character, mentions that like she knows of Wesley because she communicates with like friends that she has at the academy. Yeah. So I would guess she might be a little bit younger than twenty three, just because she still has like friends in
3: school. So Will Wheaton, according to the crack research team, uh, was born in nineteen seventy two. So he would have been nineteen. Was it ninety two? You said.
0: Yeah, ninety one. So ninety one. Yeah. And she. Even nineteen, nineteen 19. 19 to her oh, right. 23. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> right. no, You that's don't have
3: to ship it. Ages. It happened, you know? Regardless of <laughs> what their ages were, we know what happens between those two.
0: Uh, yeah, so Riker is like, hey, Jordy, when I was on vacation, mm-hmm. I got to try the game, and you need to try the and game. And Riker's,
1: like, horny about the game. They definitely, they're like, you come one come yeah. out every time you play the game and get a cone in a hole. And so... Actually, like you <laughs> like it, and so he's just running around seducing everybody with the bedroom eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, speaking, so speaking of seducing, we go to our next scene yeah. where Riker lustily descends upon his <laughs> on again, usually off again girlfriend,
3: Who Counselor also is Troy. Horny yeah. in
1: her own right, thank you. Oh yeah.
0: Well,
3: if I was eating that fudge sundae that she was, I'd be horny I in know. my own right.
1: Right, so.
0: She's sitting down to this big bowl of chocolate ice cream with hot fudge and chocolate chips. And so before Riker can, like, eye fuck her with his <laughs> sex eyes, she's busy eye fucking this chocolate sundae with her, and, with yeah, her eyes. And they both that, look at yeah. each other
1: with I'm these d- horny video game chocolate eyes, and it's a really smoldering moment.
3: Do you think you can? Oh, totally. Do you think like uh, Star Trek has like zero calorie hot fudge sundays and stuff? So-
0: no. Yeah, if they have like no booze alcohol, I'm sure they have like no cal. I mean, no booze stuff.
3: alcohol just sucks what? in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah, synthahol. Yeah, that's what they serve in ten forward, unless you know the bartender.
1: Whoopi Goldberg, if she serves me some fake booze, we're gonna have freaking words, Damn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You
0: have to, you have to see if she'll like dip into the stash of Romulan ale or something. To, How many times do you
3: really just drink for the no. taste?
1: You know? Yeah, I'm gonna have to threaten right, her right. that I've seen Theodore Rex, and I'll let the whole bridge know if
0: she's the <laughs> <party>. <laughs> like, look, guy, and give me some real booze, or I'm showing everyone on this ship Theodore Rex. Uh,
1: yeah, the way Troy is digging into that chocolate, like I think she wins for me for most. Uh Beautiful eroticism of the episode. So, round of applause. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, she hasn't even started playing the game yet, and she's already having orgasms describing the act of eating her chocolate sundae. And then that's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And then, so the two of them are done with their foreplay, and Riker's like, you need to play the game because it's better than chocolate.
3: Yeah. And then they like zoom in on her face at the mention of this game. And like, she's like super jacked to try yeah. whatever game oh, yeah. Riker is. Proper. And, also, and they get the entirely... menacing music as they, as yeah. they zoom in on it. I was
0: also not entirely clear why counselor Troy's uh, normal sized portion of ice cream was served in this enormous glass bowl <laughs> on a giant pedestal. Like it was
3: because uh, she's a queen.
0: Honestly. I guess quite the production.
1: Do you think she fucks Riker every uh, time so... he comes back from a vacation? Because that's a really great way to spread <laughs> disease or whatever.
0: No, she fucks him every time she gets wow. done having chocolate. Mm. That's she's, It's like the two are associated chocolate. in her mind. Yeah,
1: Riker knows too. Happens. He's like, I gotta yeah. go straddle this chair. Oh
0: yeah, that's here. that's why he's got those eyes. He walked into ten forward and was like. I'm going to show her the sex game and she's in I know how this ends. Uh next scene, uh TNG boy wonder Wesley Crusher beams back aboard the ship and he is looking awkwardly pubescent. He looks great.
1: He, uh... you know, he's not
0: no, he looks. He does. He looks fine. Like he just, you could tell, like he's oh, yeah. you know a little lanky in lanky certain places. He definitely and,
1: has like a pretty uh yeah. the silhouette. He looks like a grown ass man just with a baby face. So he's, he's just almost to the bearded sweater hipster that he will become on the internet in thirty years. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and he meets Chief O'Brien, who will go on to be awesome really? on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> um, yeah, he's but he's the main he awesome? character. On Deep Space I believe Nine. he's the
1: main character.
0: Oh. Yeah, no, he is awesome. Chief O'Brien's fantastic. Um there's a weird part where he uh where Wesley congratulates him on the recent birth of his daughter. Yeah. And he and O'Brien's like, you know, "Oh, thanks. She looks just like her dad." Which I don't think I think she had just been born when this episode aired because later down the road, his daughter, his wife is Asian, and his daughter is very clearly Asian. Oh, yeah. So when he's like, she looks just like her dad. I'm like,
1: yeah, not so much down the road. Well, that makes you wonder who what, his dad is. Yeah.
3: Well, I also wasn't paying... Well, like I said, paying...
0: his wife's Asian. So.
3: <laughs> I wasn't paying as much attention at that moment because he, he said his daughter's name is Molly, and for a second <laughs> I thought he said he was doing Molly. And <laughs> 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 Like, oh, uh, this, so Wes this gets sent and...
0: to the observation lounge, where he basically gets hazed by the senior staff. They do a whole thing where, like, the room is dark, and he's like, "Am
1: I in the right place?" Then they turn the lights on. Surprise! And it's like a surprise party, but it is hazing.
0: But it's
3: much later.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. 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 it's Star Trek. Yeah, and put I thought a
1: lampshade on it about did you enjoy the oh,
3: Starfleet? Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't get why someone would enjoy being tricked. Right? Yeah. But then I thought for a second that everyone was already addicted to the game, and that's why they're just kind of ignoring this, Wesley. Yeah,
1: yeah, at this point, yeah. how many people are on that game?
3: I think it's just Riker and Troy. Yeah.
0: At this point, yeah. yeah. Uh so uh, Wesley makes small talk with uh with the crew. We find out that apparently Starfleet is still fucking teaching Latin in the twenty first <laughs> century for like <laughs> and like I can understand how Latin could be useful in our time mm-hmm. because it's it's built into the into the run of so many languages. But like it's Star Trek, you have universal <laughs> translators. That doesn't even matter
1: it anymore. Makes the card look so fancy. And
0: it sure does. Uh, but, but then that Riker also kind
3: of comes back to how disproportionately, like the 19th and 20th century of America is referenced in Star Trek, <laughs> right? The Star right. Trek universe.
0: Well, they'll be like, I'm now going to give you three examples of something. Two will be from the 20th century, yeah. familiar to our yes. audiences. <laughs> and then I'll give you a third made-up one from the future, so Do you know like, what we're talking I'm about. I'm going
3: to go back in time. Guess what <laughs> time period they're going to go to. Do you
1: like Britney Spears, uh, Justin Timberlake, or Shakespeare? These
0: <laughs> friends, that's the past. Yeah, Data never plays poker with, like, some great scientific mind of the 22nd yes. century. It's always <laughs> Newton or Einstein or... Uh, Anywho, Riker immediately harshes the buzz Of Wesley's vacation and assigns him work While over in the corner Troy's like Hey Dr. Crusher Let me introduce you to the game Gonna
1: be like Dr. Candy Crusher On that shit in a
0: minute Yeah, exactly I also loved at one point when Data's like did you enjoy the startlement, Wesley? And he's like, oh, I did. For a second there, I thought I was on the wrong ship. And then everyone, like, stage laughs ridiculously (laughs) loud. (laughs) He's like, it really wasn't that funny of a line, you guys. It's okay. Uh, So then, next scene, uh, Data and Wesley are walking down the hall discussing their experiences at Starfleet Academy and how difficult it was for them on account of being respectively robots (laughs) and nerds. Yeah,
3: they, uh, they mentioned the Sadie Hawkins yeah.
1: dance.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently that's a thing in the twenty Carolyn,
3: century. what's your opinion on Sadie Hawkins dances? Um,
1: okay, just in case anybody isn't now, that's when the lady finally gets to have agency mm-hmm. one time.
0: <laughs> 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 one dance out of all the dances she gets agency.
1: Uh but I mean I'm fine with it. I didn't oh, think right. that that was I didn't even know what the rule was. So, when some guy was like mentioning it when I was like in high school, I'm like, what? <laughs> like you're trying to trick me. Yeah. and ask him out. <laughs> Oh, I get it. I get it later. Um, I think it's cute. Well, I think it'll be great in space where we have freaking tentacles and shit. <laughs> Can't wait for Trek Sadie Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, because to me, I'm like. It's like the Sadie Hawkins dance, the idea of it is a double-edged sword because it does give women agency, which is good, but then that it kind of implies that normally women yes. can't or don't right, like have it's, agency. It's, it's a yeah. special occasion yeah. when they have <laughs> agency. It, and, and so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which then seems to suggest that by the 24th century, we still have very defined gender roles about who can who, ask who out normally and such. So.
0: Which I mean, as realistic as that probably is, <laughs> within the context of Star yeah. Trek, they've made it pretty clear that that's not really the case yeah. in their 20s. Like yeah. they're pretty, pretty good generalized. Yeah, it's very Star utopian in there, 20- and uh... it's the yeah. social
1: justice warriors out of space.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i'm just trying to picture data in like a flannel uh, that some uh, <laughs> some like starfleet academy girl picked did out did they ever for go it.
1: back to like the grunge pacific northwest era because it was while they were filming <laughs> <laughs> when uh,
3: we did uh in one of the movies the next gen movies they go back in time oh that was still in
0: yeah, that That's was like first contact. People. That was. They Picture were still
1: great. I love it.
3: Yeah, that. there was just flannel. I think there was flannel involved in that back in time.
0: Yeah, there was. That was. They went back in their time, but it was still our future. Yeah. Uh, so Wesley shows up in engineering and has some techno babble with Jordy, and then he meets Ashley Judd, and they have some flirty techno yeah. babble, including the line, "Your neutrinos are <laughs> drifting."
3: <laughs> if I was Wesley's age and working with Ashley Judd, there's no way I'm getting any work done, I can tell you
0: that much Yeah, your neut- your neutrinos would be drifting all over engineering.
1: <laughs> and I like how she has, like, all of these rules, and one of them, what is it, yeah. rule 21 or whatever, is if all else fails, you have to do it yourself. And I feel like data, are, or yeah. I feel like yeah. Wesley already knows that rule, for sure.
3: Well... <laughs> my my one problem is I, I'm getting ahead of it, but it's not I know, that important. I know. She had a, a law 45, which was life isn't fair. And I'm like, it took you 44 <laughs> previous laws to get to that one. Like,
0: <laughs> I wrote down the exact same note. I think it was 46. I'm like, it took her to number 46 yeah. to realize life isn't <laughs>
3: fair. <laughs> Should that be like one? Like that's like the first lesson you learn.
0: Like yeah, it's number 2 right after I need to make laws to run my Yeah. Way. Uh so then Dr. Crusher calls Data to Sickbay where she proceeds to turn him They're off. They're murdering him. Then monkeys with his computer g- brain while Troy and Riker watch yeah, ominously. They this jump out of our, the shadows. This is our first hint that yeah. that something strange is going on oh. with this orgasm game. Yeah, they look very zombified. they're Jump out
3: right.
1: of the shadows yeah, and they yeah. grab Data and he gets like, bent over a table to get turned off. Like, yeah. <laughs> pretty violent guys okay?
3: when he's turned off is he still fully functional mm,
1: no because I mean, he's turned off <laughs> but yes david i love that reference because to everybody who doesn't know there is particularly <laughs> one episode where data goes out of the way to say that he does get boners <laughs>
0: Uh, just to be clear, that one episode is literally the second episode of the yeah. series. Like, they were like, yeah. you know what we need to do right yeah. off the bat? We've introduced our well, characters, what... we've set this new setting. The next thing we need to do, our first order of business, is make sure everyone knows that Data has a robot penis. Oh, is and he that knows when they're it. all getting like
3: a pseudo-drunk or whatever?
0: Yeah, it's when they were getting infected with the same virus that yeah. affected the original Yeah, it was series. a callback
3: to the original series. But yeah, so yeah. everyone's just like, it's all, it becomes a hedonist ship. Yeah,
0: like yeah. kind of like
3: this <laughs> episode. That's
1: that kind of...
0: But with a virus instead of a video
3: that's game.
1: That's that kind of world building about does the android get a boner that really got Austin yeah. into this series in the first place. Exactly. Bite. That was that was like someone <laughs> thought about this. And put the effort in. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, so Wesley and Picard are in Picard's ready room and they're discussing mm-hmm. uh, the Academy and the Academy's Hagrid, who's some guy called Boothby... And how there was this girl that made Picard fail organic chemistry and he carved her initials into a tree and it's all Mm -hmm. cute and fatherly and all of that. And then Dr. Crusher's like, get to sick bay, Picard. I just noticed
3: that Picard's, I assume it was Earl Grey tea. Hot. Yes. (laughs) It's quite the process (laughs) for him to drink it though. There's a lot of different. I think
0: that's how the Brits take their tea. It's all very, there's like precise, add this, Mm -hmm. put this in in a certain order and. It takes them like twenty minutes just to get the beverage ready to. Conserve. Yeah, it's a very
1: fancy gold service, and it's yeah. they're they're so freaking yeah, fancy. Wow. They're talking Latin to each other; it's amazing.
0: Well, they got their magic machines that just make whatever the fuck they want, so he can have the fanciest tea set he can imagine.
3: Uh, Carol.
1: Yeah.
3: So, like when you originally watched the show, you were all about uh, the Wesley Crusher. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of getting on this uh, Riker bandwagon.
1: Sure. Well, he's beating the drums.
3: (laughs) So, like, in uh, 20 (laughs) years, are you going to be all about Picard?
1: Well, I already have a Picard thing going IRL (laughs) he's one of the like most sensual bald men even when you don't like bald men which is where everybody starts P.S. it's like I could still (laughs) definitely get down with Picard he'd be so fancy and he'd have the tea and he would say (laughs) Latin words During conulingus, is that a Latin word?
3: (laughs) So, so it's conulingus better when the words
0: are Latin. Down
3: there, I think
1: so because it's a romance (laughs) language. Right, it brings a
0: little, brings a little class (laughs) to the proceedings. I get that.
1: And there was one time, my in real life beautiful bald beloved spouse did put on a John Luke Picard uniform.
0: Yeah, for a reason I was like oh it. shit yeah.
1: <laughs> everything's gotta that. <suck> <laughs> I tried to get a picture and then he changed out of it before I could get a picture so it's just in my mind where it's even more lurid <laughs>
0: well cause he knew he knew that if you had a picture then you wouldn't need him anymore <laughs> so he needed to he needed to make the real thing more available <laughs>
1: he's the one bald man that everyone would let boss around and also everyone would sleep with him Pretty much, the
3: yeah. yeah. There's there very oh, yeah. few exceptions. Yeah,
1: but Riker, you could do for a night, and then you could do Picard for like a month. Cause
3: he's yeah, so he'd be like the Mary of
1: the.
3: Uh... Yeah,
0: yeah, so you... yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, in a rare bit of continuity for this series, we will actually meet Boothby in the next Wesley episode. <laughs> is he cool? He's like an old guy. Is he? he has is he a... half giant? He is not half giant. <laughs> is it big Mike? But he performs similar functions to
1: Hagrid.
0: <laughs> um yeah. So they uh, Picard goes into Sickbay where the shutdown data is shut down and they're all like I don't know what happened he just came in and blah 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 and then he fell over and now he's dead.
3: Now let's play some games.
0: Yeah, and Picard I mean they're like they're entranced by their sex game or whatever. <laughs> Picard's just kind of like, yeah, my second officer randomly fallen into a coma. Keep me posted. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a cavalier. Like I understand weird shit happens on this ship all the time, but it's like and to be fair, he's this, an like, android,
3: so who knows? I you know. know.
0: But this is just like data called in sick or something. <laughs> like it's kind of a big deal that he just randomly stopped working. They
1: updated him and now none of the files works. So they have to defrag.
3: At the same time, a yeah, good exactly. leader knows when they can't help a situation and just needs to and need to leave it to others. That's
1: a, that's a that's a fair
0: that's point, dude. Which is kind of the the lure that Riker uses in the next scene when they're searching Data's room for some uh, evidence of what happened to him. And Jordy's like, I just can't figure it out. And then Riker goes, You know what helps me figure things out? Video game (laughs) orgasms. Let me introduce (laughs) you to the game. I'm like,
3: I'm mourning my friend who's in a coma. Why don't you play (laughs) this video game? (laughs) Why don't you throw
0: this disc into a
3: coma?
1: Disc and cone. Disc and cone. Disc
0: and cone. (laughs) And in the next scene, Wesley and Ashley Judd are doing some more science flirting, mm-hmm. and it turns out that she's been quasi stalking him via friends yeah. that she has yeah, at that's the academy. Kind of weird, right? A little bit. Yeah. Like I said, I-, I took it as kind of a whole like she graduated, but she had some underclass friends that are still there, sort of thing. Uh, and this is where we find out how she has this whole set of uh, personal rules of acquisition that guide her life. Mm-hmm. And that it took her to 45 to get figure out that life isn't fair. And they agree to have dinner together. Captain's log. The ship has arrived at the Phoenix Cluster. Data's still comatose, but Dr. Crusher doesn't care because she's busy having orgasms. <laughs> Wesley comes home to get ready for his date, and she's like, hey, son, check out this game. You're going to get orgasms. And he's like, I got a date. I want to get my orgasms from a, yeah. a human female. And she's like, try this game. We can do it together. We'll have a game threesome. <laughs> and he's like, mom, that's super weird. <laughs> that is- I'm going on my date. Normally,
3: if my mom was like, hey, son, why don't you just play some video games? I'd have been like, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Well, if I was late for a date with Ashley Judd, I can tell exactly. you my answer That's the would be the one circumstance
0: where you'd be like, "Okay, I can't play video games. I need
1: to do this." Did you guys have it where you you tried to have your mom play a video game and she would just run Mario right off the cliff over and over? <laughs> oh, and totally, over? Oh, yeah. Absolute, absolutely, absolutely. Like, I bet yeah. Doctor Crusher can't cone a hole for shit. <laughs> <laughs> the one game my
3: entire family would play a lot was Doctor Mario.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So that that would work. My mom could do that. Could play that game fairly well. But
0: yeah, I also like how Wesley comes in. He's like, "Mom, I'm late for this date." I'm like, "You're all on one giant bus yeah. together. How are you late for this date? Like, <laughs> you're all in the same place right now." He's the transporter. Exactly. So Wesley and Ashley Judd go on their date. Uh, their non-uniform clothes actually aren't terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's
1: got like a blue this is, shirt this
0: is, thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a sweater sweatshirt deal. It might be the best clothes Wesley has ever worn on this show.
3: <laughs> Not that he has much variety. Uh, we find,
0: no, but like back in the old, like in early seasons when he didn't have a uniform oh, yeah. yet and they would put him in those like ugly, ugly like, sweaters. And... Like
1: rainbow jumpsuits, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Trek, all versions of Star Trek are kind of notoriously bad at depicting non-uniform clothing but at the same time maybe like,
3: in the future that's what we think would be cool you know
0: i guess but this is actually their their respective outfits here are not bad we find out that uh, ashley judd had shitty parents mm-hmm. and uh they kind of they talk about how everyone is hooked on the game including some random ops crewman who's like drooling in the corner right. while orgasming
3: well then ashley judd uh says She's like, Oh, it's probably just a fad. It's here this week and then next week we'll forget it existed. And I'm like, Is that like a meta comment she just made about like the (laughs) Oh no, that
0: was totally like a just like those dang gum kids in their
3: Nintendo. Yeah, (laughs) they
1: called out the Pokemon Go trend way in advance. Well, I was just thinking
0: I totally took that as meta (laughs) textual.
3: Yeah, that like things will happen on the Enterprise and they always forget that it
0: happened. Mm -hmm. A week later. Mm uh yeah and so then being giant nerds they're like instead of playing this game let's hook it up to computers and figure out how it works
3: yeah you know and it's one of those like when i watched this i think even back when i originally watched it as a kid this is how i felt about myself i suppose because it's like you always want to believe you'll be like the wesley in this situation and rise above and actually figure things out but like deep down i know that I probably would have just been like, oh, a game, let me check it out. And then I'd just be one of the zombies on board.
0: <laughs> and then, like, the minute you found out the game gives you an orgasm, that you're done. <laughs> that was the end of that.
3: Well, theoretically, there's more to it than just that, right? Like, it yeah. brainwashes
0: I,
1: you. It's a game of. Skill. I'm pretty
0: sure. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure in the next scene, when the love nerds go to the lab and figure out that this game is highly addictive and stimulating the serotonin levels in everyone's brain, that they're basically saying. It just orgasms you into addiction. Yeah,
3: but it also does other stuff, too, because that's why they are, well, actually, should I spoil?
0: Well, yeah, so they, they also it's find also out that it's doing something the to higher reasoning elements of their brain.
3: And I guess it stands to reason that they try to use that to also make them continue to use the game and want other people to use the game and that kind
0: right, of Right, right.
1: But let's just yeah. get in front so, of it and say that uh, Riker didn't have any of those conditions before he was cavorting around with Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> butt Boobs Butthole Face.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Butthead. Yes. <laughs> that was all Riker. Uh. Wesley proceeds to rush right to Picard so that he can narc on the game, and Picard's like, yes, that is very interesting. I will look into this matter immediately. As soon as I am done having orgasms from this video game. If Wesley would have looked at the clock, he would
3: have known that, you know, Picard was already brainwashed, or else the show would have been over too soon, you know?
0: True. Right, exactly. It's like we're we're still coming up on the end of, of act three yeah. here and we got two more acts to go through. <laughs> you so know it
3: can't be solved as easily.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh so then we're back in 10 forward where Ashley Judd is waiting for Wesley as ominous music is playing and everyone around her is writhing in pleasure and or harassing her about yeah. how she's not playing the game because this addiction like Exponentially spread in the 10 minutes he took him to go talk to the captain. <laughs> it could
3: make sense, but uh, but uh, what? Is, oh, this was the scene, and to their credit, they eventually do this, but I was like, why don't they just create a fake game that they could just at least blend in?
0: Yeah, yeah, like replicate yeah. it and then just not turn it on or yeah, whatever. Or just,
3: yeah, yeah, replicate it, but not have the same stuff that it does, you know? Right.
0: So they put their heads together and they figure out that whatever this, why ever this game is doing what it's doing to people's brains, data would be the only person on board who wouldn't get addicted to it because his brain doesn't work that way. And isn't it a shocking coincidence that he's in a robot coma at the moment? So they're like, let's go take a look at inert data, which leads to Pierre and Marie Curry figuring out that data was sabotaged in a way only Geordi or Dr. Crusher could have done. And they've put the connect the pieces and figure that if anyone wanted to use this game to take over the ship, they need to get data out of the way. He's out of the way, and that means they've taken over the because ship.
1: Because you know it's the worst is roaming data.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Austin really likes that and David has been stone faced this whole time. <laughs> That's how I like it. Oh, that was fantastic.
0: Roaming data. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh yeah, so this kinda escalated quickly where they went from like everyone's having orgasms to like we are in the thrall, we are in control now.
1: Yeah, I think they really like sex ed or video game ed in this universe. <laughs> do they ever talk about doing it or do they just do it sometimes? they just do it. Yeah, that's the like that's
0: the weird like Star Trek is Next Gen in particular is like Oddly Puritan yeah. when it comes to sex Sometimes but then also very like It ain't no big deal It's the future free love about it At other times it's a weird sort of yeah, contrast Yeah like
1: when it's a mug time it's a mug time But other than that we're never gonna unzip these Freaking jumpsuits Yeah cause I
4: got
0: a yeah. job to do uh, So yeah everybody uh, is on the bridge And Picard is uh, both Ominously and cheerily setting one uh, About their tasks and that Includes taking care of Wesley which leads to Worf and Dr. Crusher showing up in Wesley's room with a couple of game sets in hand, but he and Ashley Judd are faking their way through some orgasms wearing fake consoles, so everyone's like, oh, it's cool, they're
3: they're good, we don't need to get them. Did we see their hands?
0: <laughs> I don't think are so.
3: sure they're faking their way to these orgasms? Yeah, <laughs> right, they might as they're well. Like,
0: <laughs> They're like I mean as long as we have to be pretending, yeah. why not not pretend?
1: <laughs> That's a beautiful way to have your first mutual orgasm is while the parents are running around really hooked on Pokemon go.
0: <laughs> well the question the real question is like who would it, who was like well, I mean we don't have to fake it. Was it Wesley or was it Ashley Judd that brought up that oh, option? Ashley
1: Judd. It could be either. yeah, yeah. Ashley also like keeps uh, hassling Wesley about a birthmark.
0: No. Uh,
3: rule seventeen is, don't fake an orgasm when a real one will do.
1: <laughs> it took her seventeen rules to get that. I, uh, well,
3: she started the laws when she was young, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so after they fake their way through their orgasms, Ashley Judd's like, "Well, I have to get to work, despite the fact that everyone's orgasming." Yeah.
1: Because uh, of the fact, but, no uh, one's driving this ship. Yeah. We're gonna go right into Uranus. Dang.
0: So Wesley's like, I'm going to go get to the bottom of things. And she's like, remember, rule, whatever, always watch your back. And once again, I'm like, <laughs> again, these are not original rules. Like, this is just sound advice. So then another ship shows up off the port bow and Picard calls all the senior staff to the bridge. And wouldn't you know it, the captain of the ship is old Mrs. Buttface.
1: <laughs> Mrs. Buttface, not- lady. Uh.
0: And, uh, Picard's like, Hey, the enterprise, she's all yours. And then we come back from a commercial and Riker's, uh, butt face buddy is all talking about how they're going to send one person off to this ship with the game and someone to this starbase with the game. And pretty soon they're going to control the entire Federation through video game. Orgasms. Yeah. It
1: turns into um, one of those multi-level marketing schemes where they're just going to be <laughs> huckstering this port to port. <laughs> So
3: I'm going to break one of my laws and ask a question I already know the answer to. Okay.
0: Oh, is that is that law number yeah, twenty
1: like two? That's the that. lawyer uh, law too. All this
3: plan so this lady, this captain of the ship, she needed mm-hmm. to like seduce Riker. Was there ever the option that Riker might not be interested in her or might not want to fuck her?
1: Uh, I think Riker has a reputation. <laughs> you know the
3: answer. <laughs> Around, <this point. laughs>
1: Around that asteroid ring. He wrote in every bathroom from port to port a drawing of him straddling a chair and the chair has you written on it and then you can dial the space number. Bango, dango.
0: I mean, I think it's just generally known throughout the quadrant <laughs> that if... You want to embroil Riker in some sort of scheme. Get an attractive lady and hang out on Rice long enough and you'll find Riker and be able to initiate your scheme.
1: And there's like different alien standards of attractiveness because again, I'm easily appalled at the prosthetics they put on this lady to give her both a labia, a butthole and a boobs on her head. (laughs) But Riker's into it, so...
0: (laughs) <laughs> well I also love it's it's obviously just done for dramatic expediency but I love the fact that like the leader of this alien empire that's plotting <laughs> to take over the federation is also the one that seduced Riker and got him to play the like yeah she didn't have an underling do it she didn't have like her assistant do it she's like I'm gonna get boned by Riker yeah <laughs> and get this video game plot rolling.
3: That's the privilege that comes with being in charge.
0: <laughs> I guess. Rule
3: I guess.
1: 69, sometimes you gotta bang Riker yourself Austin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so back in the Enterprise, Wesley is walking through the corridors like it's a park filled with people playing Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. And in engineering, it turns out, he shows up there and wouldn't you know it, but Ashley Judd has gotten hooked onto the game and Wesley has to scramble his way past Riker and Worf to escape. It's
3: not the biggest deal, but I do. I was kind of curious how they got her hooked on the game.
0: Yeah, it is kind of random because she isn't even wearing the. Because they need to, like, yeah. have it be like a surprise reveal. Or it's like she's not even wearing the the little head thing when he goes in there. It's like, what? When did this it's happen? It's a
1: little headset that has little eyeball lasers.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I also love that. Uh, the 16 year old Wesley outsmarts the enterprise's top notch security chief with the old jump over the table trick instead of running all the way around Keep it. In
3: mind, half the time, they're just wishing they were getting mini orgasms. They're a little
0: distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Worf's like, instead of chasing this child, I could be having orgasms <laughs> with dish cones right now.
1: I bet Worf's orgasm yell is very alarming. <laughs> yeah. Like, like,
3: uh, <laughs> How violent are the Klingon orgasms, you know?
1: <laughs> like,
0: everybody else is like walking through the halls and just doing, like, uh, uh, and Worf's just like, uh! <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh, so, Wesley pulls this trick where he set up the transporter so that he can, like, zap himself. They act like it's some big deal, but people get transported yeah. all over the ship all the damn time. <laughs> And we basically get a a, a chasey. Yeah. He goes into one deck and they put on a force field and he zaps his phaser at it so they think he's there. And then he's crawling through some Jeffrey's tubes. <laughs> And then it's kind of hilarious because he, like, opens one up and, like, wharfs in, yeah. like, giant warp <laughs> is in this little tube. And he's like, yeah. And Wesley turns around and has to scramble the other way. Yeah, and... it's
1: like a chase in a ball pit or McDonald's Playland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I just talk about the
3: forest fields for a moment? Yeah. Sure. And what a dick move these forest fields are. <laughs> <laughs> because, like... Like it was fortunate for Wesley because he's there, and then the only way you know they're there is like you can see a little fuzz, and then it becomes transparent again. But then right. I'm thinking there's like some crewman who has to get to the <laughs> bathroom or something, walking down the hall right. and get in a face full of force field. That's, <laughs> that's you need a, some caution tape or something, right?
1: That's a good point. Right. Can you piss through a force field?
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's a good
1: question. Someone get I, McCoy on the horn. I'm just
3: he's gonna be unconscious because he has run into the bathroom.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Yeah. We're find or
3: maybe out. they can transport their urine out of them.
0: So, so Wesley like scrambles out of the Jeffrey's tube, and like Worf is right behind him, and Wesley keeps hitting the like. Closed door button oh, yeah. as Warps Brian apart. I'm just like kick him in the face. <laughs> like <laughs> just all he has to do is let go of the door, but you just keep
3: hitting the button. Well, it, it also suggests that like the more you hit the button, the more, greater force the door closes. Which, <laughs> right. like, no I do that on all
1: buttons. <laughs> What if the door did close and it just like cut Worf into pieces? <laughs> I know, there's that part too. <laughs> <laughs> he, like slices his fingers, weird off. head ridges fall. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Wesley gets hauled onto the bridge and uh, gets Clockwork oranged what? into playing the yeah. game. They hold, like literally, like, hold him down, put it on, pry his eyes open. and
1: cones he in has hall. to like have cones in <laughs> He
0: has to have his first orgasm in front of, like, his mom <laughs> and his, like, father figure and all of his co-workers. And that's got to be That awkward. is a good
1: nightmare.
0: Yeah. Right? Uh, but then the lights go out and Data triumphantly strides onto the bridge and he flashes a flashlight at everybody <laughs> in a... In a certain time pattern And wouldn't you know that releases them From their sex code So I was all looking at a. the
1: time of the episode left And when they finally get Wesley all trapped And Clockwork, I'm like oh fuck what's gonna happen How's he gonna <laughs> get out of this The answer was data with a flashlight <laughs> yep.
3: Would you call it a
0: Data ex machina A
1: little bit
0: It is. I wrote down I'm like he is a literal Robot from the machine <laughs> like, Machine from it God like, wow. That's what
1: he is and he just gave them seizures also like Pokemon. Yeah. And that fixed the video game, I guess.
3: Yeah, he also like did it on monitor like he programmed all the monitors in the ship to do it for everyone else, but I don't know why he didn't do the big screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: in the next scene they explain how like it really wasn't a Deus Ex Machina. Off screen Wesley had mm-hmm. gotten data up and running and his like fighting in the McDonalds land tubes with Wharf was just to buy data the time he needed to figure out the correct frequency to free everyone and now they've flashed that light on all of the various monitors and screens throughout the ship so everybody, everyone's gonna be A-OK. okay.
1: (laughs) is a great data as Machina.
0: And, uh, Riker's butthead girlfriend is like, I will destroy your (laughs) ship! And then he's like, danger assessment Mr. Worf! And Worf's like, she cannot harm us! And then they're all like, (laughs) ha ha ha! Yeah. And that's like the end I'm of that. That's kind of
1: sad. You're Pits off. So they just keep yeah. her ship.
0: He talks about like they're going to take her to the nearest star base or something like that, presumably for. What about the science experiments
3: and... they needed to get done?
0: <laughs> yeah, they got that Phoenix cluster that they all those science teams are on board for. So then uh, in our final scene, we have a tender goodbye between Wesley and Ashley Judd. She kisses him goodbye. They talk about trying to do a Zach and Stacy. <laughs> Ashley well, Judd gives Wesley a page a day calendar featuring her laws. Did they fuck?
1: Yes. Yes. I agree with your canon now, <laughs> David, that they did mutually satisfy each other as a cover during the video game times. And then Wesley also came by himself, Austin, in front of his father figure and mother.
0: <laughs> and mother and all of his co-workers. He was so
1: awkward, yeah. What an awkward office yeah. party is going to be this year.
0: <laughs> I also think, uh, David, to answer your question, that they also did it after this was all done yeah, with. Yeah, all right, yeah. Like, the, the familiar, like, just sort of like, again, this is rare for this show because usually lovemaking is like a hearty handshake on next gen. But, uh, the sort of like physical familiarity that they have with each other and the kind of easy back and forth when she kisses him and stuff like they totally did it and have spent the intervening kind of days or weeks or whatever, like as a couple on the ship.
3: Yeah. But then Wesley,
0: so yeah, he gives her, he gives her the page a day and then he adds, Law number 103, which is that a couple of light years can't keep good friends apart.
3: Good friends is ice cold. <laughs> right? I was like,
0: dude, you guys were like having orgasms together and you just smooch each other up and you're like, good
3: friends. I gotta go. <laughs> you're a
1: good friend.
3: Well, maybe Riker's yeah. been a bit more of a father figure to him as well, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Riker's like,
0: look, Wes, just always leave it at good friends.
1: He's got the Riker system. He's like like he's Dennis like,
3: has leaves your options open. He's like Riker's Law number one. There's always a hotter fish in the sea.
1: He has the Riker system. <laughs> like Dennis has the Dennis system and Always Sunny, where it's an acronym and each stage is like Love, leave entirely. You gotta figure it out.
0: Yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, and much like Zach and Stacy, we'll never see Ashley Judd again. Oh, yeah. Which is sad.
1: She was believable enough as a Star Trek teen actor lady, like, you know, compared to Denise Richardson. <laughs> 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 she did real good. Right, like,
0: like when Denise Richards was on Saved by the Bell, you're like, really? She had a... Successful career in movies for a while Whereas with Ashley Judd you're like oh yeah I can totally See why uh why she Was like one of the big names in Hollywood for a while right. there.
1: Yeah she did great mm-hmm. They, t- they did it. Until
0: until she made The fatal mistake that all women in Hollywood Ultimately make she got Older than 30
1: And I think Weinstein fucked her Career up
0: yeah too. Oh did he yeah she was uh I'm pretty Sure she's one of the like founding Mothers of the me too movement
3: right? That sucks
0: yeah which is uh, which is pretty fucking sad. So yeah, um, I, I, I We already know Carolyn's answer to this mm-hmm. question, but uh, David, who's your favorite next jenner Oh, who's my favorite? Uh, probably Data. Yeah. Data's great. Uh, you, you, uh, you relate to his quest to understand human emotion.
3: I'm jealous of his ability not to feel human emotion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is it uh i think it's i think it's first contact when he's like picard's like data now might be a good time to disable your emotion chip he's like sometimes i envy you my friend
1: (laughs) did you like when data went down like a bitch and stayed down for the whole episode (laughs) until he found a flashlight
3: that would not be (laughs) in my top 10 reasons of why i like data no but uh (laughs) <laughs> he does. He is like the most powerful one, so they always have to find ways to like neutralize him in every episode. True. true.
0: Well, my I've always been a big Riker guy. Yeah. You, know, you, just, you like yeah. to fuck around. Yeah. The only the only thing that I love more than a like uh, a square no nonsense leader type is the second in command to a square no nonsense leader type, who's you know endlessly devoted to his leader and will always <laughs> do what it takes to. To back him up and whatnot.
1: Uh, I think he's also got another game going. Yeah. How do you feel about horny, horny Riker? Yeah. Plus,
0: that's, I mean, that's where Riker's, he's, he's stuck with me through the years. Cause when I was a kid, I just liked him for being like the stalwart number one second in the command. And two. then as I got older, I'm like, yeah. and then as I got older, I'm like, he's also like a fucking horn dog who gets tons of uh, alien play and he rocks a pretty awesome beard. So it's win win. So
3: you don't like a uh, pre beard Riker?
0: Oh no! I cannot stand pre beard Riker. <laughs> yeah, babyface Riker's the worst.
1: I like the one time when he became like a space prostitute on Woman Planet. Did you see it? He's like wearing like like a a lace silky blue dress. All the boys are dressed up like ladies, like pretty boys. Is that the is that the uh, the
0: transgender is episode? It? Yeah, it might be because Dave and I were talking. about we should do that yeah. one
2: sometime.
1: Well, since you took Riker this time, I'll just go ahead and say Picard for the long game because, again, that's a sensible choice and it's a really yeah, comfortable baldness. Everybody can get along with that. But They're
3: all good characters, really.
0: So uh, how did we feel about this episode? Any final thoughts? Have we all learned the importance <gasps> yeah, of well, proper video game and STD prevention? I
1: we could learn more about stds yeah (laughs) well this is where
3: i have a problem with the idea of this being a very special episode
0: yeah in all seriousness it's (laughs) not like
3: you could talk about addiction but that'd be the same way do you remember the episodes where like the top of starfleet had the worms in their back
0: Uh -uh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And and it's like, were they addicted to worms? I love
1: facing you, addicted to worms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were addicted to worms that were controlling their actions and leading them to launch a coup against the Federation.
3: Yeah, this was just a secret plot to take over the Enterprise. Like, is the lesson that, like, if somebody says this is a really cool game, you should try to play it, you're not supposed to, unless you do, like, serious study on the mechanics of the game to make sure it's not... (laughs) a mini orgasm game yes. that, that secretly <laughs> makes you
0: plot mutinies. Do you know, David, that the makers of Pokemon go aren't controlling your actions?
3: <laughs> I do not. I suppose. <laughs> this
0: is, this is all I'm saying. And
3: it's like, if you just try to look at it, instead of like a video game warning of like a drug warning, a, you don't get addicted just like one time off of drugs. And it kind of having it be like an immediate addiction, just, takes away any agency of finding out what it means to be addicted? How do you find warning signs and all that?
1: Like a dare class that right. it says it's yeah. too evil and then you don't take it seriously later?
3: Yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know. It's just this... Yeah, I, And I'm not even sure the writers planned for this to be, like, a very special episode. Or if they <laughs> did, they did it poorly. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, what's kind of interesting is, um... So... Uh, when Kevin suggested this episode, I was like, yeah, sure. That's you know, as I said before, I was really just kind of looking for someone else to make the decision about what kind of star Trek episode we look at first. Um, but in my recollection of it, I was like, okay, yeah, it's the one where Riker's on the sex planet and he brings back a video game and everyone gets addicted. And then Wesley and young Ashley Judd sort of save the day. And in my memory, I remember it as being much more of a, everyone plays the video game and it's massively a, Addictive to the point That they don't realize how addictive it is And so like The ship is falling apart and then that's What Wesley and Ashley Judd have to like They have to like wake everybody up Because no one's doing their jobs Like I totally forgot about the whole It's addictive because it's a plot to take over The Enterprise element to it which then, of course, muddies any attempt at there being a message about video game addiction or anything like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: at first glance, it appears like it might be really prescient because video games are a thing now that people do get addicted to to the point that they do miss certain life goals. But we still haven't developed the video games that make you come yeah <laughs> they tried to in Bubsy 3d but they did not perfect or the it. or the ones that
0: uh or the ones that that let you like that create that sort of virtual reality in front of your field of vision where you can still see things going on around right
1: you. right, yeah. yeah but we do have virtual reality video games now yeah. which are pretty great have you guys right. done it where you put on the headset uh not
3: in any real sense not in any like the home games like i there's a few times I've been out, like, there have been, like, theme park kind of places yeah. just, like, put them on, and they're pretty realistic. There was one time yeah. it was, like, they had this setup where it was just, like, this, like, foam pad that's elevated but narrow, hmm. and then they put the VR on, and then you stand on the pad, but then in the VR, you're up on top of a skyscraper, and you have <clears> to, like, walk across a wooden plank to the other one, and it freaks the you Freaks
0: me out, I'll
3: put it that
1: way. Yeah, yeah, it's really immersive. Aww. When I did it, there was a soccer It's just
0: like the X Men's Danger Room. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly.
1: There was a soccer one and you like hit the ball with your head and yeah. you just have the glasses on, but like you no, you hit the ball with your head and I'm like <laughs> my body was like, You are in a cartoon field now. I'm like, Okay, got it. This is my new life Well, I'm simultaneously aware <laughs> that I'm in a bar with people. So you have like a person kind of guiding you in case you're gonna like careen your Whole body, and she's yeah. a very nice server who's trying to get by with trace. It's wild.
3: The, the one I keep looking, and I've yet to find one that involves putting a frisbee in a cone. And We so need, we dis- don't <laughs> have that
1: technology yet. We need to get to cone and hole games.
0: Right? You put a frisbee in the cone, and then you the orgasm. <laughs> Any, anybody else have any final thoughts or should i go into where we can find
1: everybody Ooh, i think david pretty much covered it and called you out austin for having a not very special yeah. special episode <laughs> welcome to it actually it's very fun uh <laughs> i
0: hey i'm just I, uh, yeah. i'm throwing it i'm throwing our listener yeah, under the bus he picked it so Bob.
1: i just i did appreciate you know, the general horniness of this <laughs> i think yeah. i think this is the most um red shoe diaries erotic as one we've all watched together so far i
3: I think this might be among any movie or tv show like the most orgasms per
0: hour Mm -hmm. right absolutely yeah not just like of next gen but of like anything (laughs)
1: they really did a lot they got there
0: (laughs) yeah uh, so, Carolyn, where do you get there on the Easy. internet?
1: Well, I won't tell you that, but I will tell you <laughs> where you can find me. I am Carolyn Main on Twitter, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. I, of course, have a card game, which is movie cliches. It's very fun. You can buy yourself a deck at pitchplease.fun. And depending on when this goes out, I have a comic book and an exciting anthology that you should definitely kickstart. It's called Comics Comics, and I'm the small name. And if we get this, I get to be published alongside Patton Oswalt. So, buy a physical copy for $12 on Kickstarter. Comics Comics is the name of the issue.
3: Uh, Carolyn? Yeah? I'll have you know that if my name doesn't appear in that (laughs) comic, I'm going to be very upset.
1: I could have given you guys cameos. It's too late now, but you could be one of the people who die in it, David.
3: (laughs) Yeah, alright, I'll just retile that I'll be like, that's me.
1: You don't look rich enough. Though so I would need to put you in a tux, work it yeah.
0: out, work it out, right. David. <laughs> uh David, where can we find you on the internet? Well, not
3: on podcast, Carolyn. And I'm gonna <laughs> <fix> it, <laughs> this one. Which no, it's all negated. No, David. Uh, next can... time,
1: I'll take you on a little child carrier strapped to my front, <laughs> and you can be on it. Pepoose, yeah. I appreciate that. Okay, great.
3: Uh you can find me on Twitter at Dr.Bitz, Doctor Spelled Out, and at TheRealGentlemanOfLeisure.com Uh,
0: as for me, you can find me on the Twitter uh with my neutrino flow at Austin Gordon. <laughs> and you can read my writing at TheRealGentlemanOfLeisure.com as well. As for the show, we are A Very Special Episode. Our website is AVerySpecialEpisodepodcast.com. You can download and listen to our episodes uh, via iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher, or you can stream them directly from our aforementioned website. You can follow us on Twitter at AVSEpod. Check out our Facebook page, Facebook slash AVSEpod. Pod, I think that's right. Facebook.com slash AVSEpod. And uh, you can email us at AVSEpodcast at gmail.com. And I think the next time we get, uh, get the four of us all back on an episode again, we'll have to check out, out the old mailbag and, and see if we've got anything in there worth talking about. about. Uh, until then... I am Austin Gorton for a very special episode, and I am off to reverse the neutrino flow from the tachyon emitter before the polarization of the warp coils gets reversed.
2: That was a very special episode, we dissected that shit from head to toe. did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons, oh how we've grown, seen so much TV that we're gonna explode, next special episodes